You're still tuned into African Dialogue here on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. My name is Zikana Miso, and do remember we are currently on the frequency 9625 kilohertz. That's on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. And for all of those of you who are audio streaming us, that is at www.channelafrica.org. We also do welcome you on the show uh, today. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking about all things women. In today's particular show, this, of course, as South Africa looks to celebrate Women's Day, uh, which is, of course, commemorating the 57th anniversary of the 1956 Women Anti-Pass March. Now, of course, as always, you're more than welcome to interact with us during the show. We welcome that very warmly. You may do so on Facebook, on our fan page, which is African Dialogue. And you may also find us on Twitter. And our handle there is at Channel Africa One with the hashtag. African Dialogue so that we're able to access your thoughts around today's particular topic. As South Africa celebrates National Women's Day today, we're taking a closer look at the strides that have been made by women in the business sector and the challenges which they encounter. Now, Africa is often on the receiving end of negative reviews with regards to issues involving the advancement of women. The continent, therefore, continues to make efforts in terms of achieving gender equality and creating a platform for its women to flourish and fully tap into the potential in a variety of fields. Now, in line with this, today here on African Dialogue, we're focusing on women in business across the continent, not just in South Africa. And without delving too much into the details, I'd like to welcome our guests now. Joining us in a studio is Sandy uh, Mbutuma. She is a Young Achiever Award winner. Uh, she is uh, from uh, Pentad Quantity Surveyors in Johannesburg, which is, of course, in South Africa. Welcome, Sandy. How are you doing this morning? Very well, thanks. Thank you for having me. At Thank you for joining us. And on the line, uh, we've got Buki Kitusefile. Oh, I hope I've just pronounced that surname properly. Uh, ma'am, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Did I, I pronounce it properly? Pronounce it well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to offend you. This this very uh, lovely Women's Month, and of course, as we're discussing all issues, women this morning, we've also got Joyce Akama on the line. Uh, Joyce, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Welcome, Joyce, and thank you for joining us. Now, Joyce is a hairdresser. She's originally from Cameroon, and she is currently based here in South Africa, and she's doing her business, you know, of uh, making the women look good, that is. So we're discussing a variety of uh, of women here in the business sector in, in different forms of business as we uh, celebrate in uh, Women's Month here in South Africa. Now, let me remind you that you're more than welcome to interact with us I know that you like your Twitter and you like uh, uh, getting those fingers busy and tweeting us. So you may do so at Channel Africa 1 and that is the hashtag African Dialogue. Or you can SMS us to plus 27823325905. Now let's get straight into it. Now women specifically when we're talking about business there's always this uh, stigma or a sort of a uh, thing that women face uh, more challenges um, than uh, their male counterparts in terms of the business sector. Now I'm going to ask you as women who are actually in the business uh, sector, I'm going to uh, start with you uh, Buki, if you can tell us some of the, 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 the challenges that you faced you know, in terms of starting up your business and some of the challenges that you still face to this day which differ from those of your male counterparts. Thank you. Thank you very much and a very good morning to Channel Africa listeners. Uh, 
yes, there are many challenges indeed that women face in business, especially if people want to go into big business. Uh, you find that mostly women are relegated to the SMEs, the small medium enterprises, or welfare sectors where they can only or are encouraged and empowered to put food on the table. But if you want to break the glass ceiling and go into real big business, entrepreneurship, and want to really participate in the economic sector of your country or the continent, there have been very, very few women that have been able to do this. And I think there are quite a number of reasons that have led to this status quo. Uh, among them are very quickly really accessing finance. We find that most of our financial institutions have requirements that are not uh, inclusive or, or friendly, user-friendly for most women because women's starting point is much, much lower because women only have only tried to venture into a big business, so they do not have the requirements that are required uh, when they seek financing. Women are not affirmed to boost or kickstart them. Most financial institutions will will say to you, we do not finance startup businesses. So how then do you mobilize the resources that you need to be able to uh, run your business? And then you don't most often find women with assets that they can provide a security to secure uh, loans or, you know, financing. So these are some of the problems that women find. There are no established structures that support women who are looking for, for, for to start up business. Whereas uh, there are informal structures, they are so-called old, old boys uh, or old guys clubs, informal and formal, there are none such uh, 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 institutions or structures for women. Only now are they beginning to show up, as we'll probably discuss later. And then, of course, the stereotypes that you mentioned in, the, in your uh, introductory remarks, that women are not cut out for business. So nobody takes it seriously, and they just feel that, you know, you cannot uh, be assisted or facilitated to start uh, a business. Lack of information. And then women themselves, because of all of these stereotypes and all of these challenges, they are skeptical. They do not have the confidence to get into business. There are no role models for women who want to start a business because there are none, no, not too many women that have ventured into this sector. Uh, without taking too much of your time from other uh, participants, I think these are some of the challenges that I'd like to highlight which uh, women encounter when they attempt to get into business of any, of any type, in fact you know, across the board, especially so when they try to venture into serious entrepreneurship, into serious participation in the economic sector. Well, that is Bukiki Tusekile, who is a businesswoman from uh, Botswana. There. Now, Buki, we are going to delve deeper into some of those challenges which you've cited and just get a sense of exactly what is it that may be, uh, may be exclusive to Botswana, you know, apart from South Africa and other parts of the continent, because I think it will be interesting for our listeners as we have a variety of listeners. Maybe there's a woman there who is in Botswana who's thinking, ah, oh, there's something here which is exclusive to this part of the continent. But we'll be looking straight into that um, very shortly. But let me take this moment now to also welcome uh, Stella Kilonzo, who is based in Kenya in Nairobi. She's also joining us on the line, and she's also a businesswoman in her own right. Uh, Stella, I'd like to welcome you to Channel Africa. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. So we've got really a variety of women here who will be able to just give us a sense of exactly what it takes to be in this particular sector. Now, earlier when um, Buki was speaking, I was watching um, Sandy here. I have the honor of watching her because she is in studio with us and she was nodding a lot. I think if I gave her a microphone, she would have probably... Uh, uh, given her a round of applause or something because she was nodding to a lot of the points which uh, Osis Buki was making earlier on. Sandy, your take in terms of the challenges which you have faced, and I mean, you've just won a Young Achiever Award. Uh, what what has led to that uh, particular uh, uh, win which you had just, um, you have just been uh, given, and um, what is it exactly that you do and the challenges which you are facing? Uh, construction and property industry is very wide and male-dominated, um, globally, um, currently in South Africa, uh, women um, constitute to one percent at executive and management level. And to think that it's been two decades of actually emancipation, and to think that we still have one percent, we've only made strides of one percent. Ninety-nine percent is still male. Um, I don't think that that is a true reflection of women that are in construction. But empowerment and also making sure that women are empowered and financially uh, and they're given the opportunity to take on positions to show their skills and also what they can do, um, we have not done enough as a country. Uh, I work for actually a company which is the best medium-sized quantity serving firm, nine directors and I'm the only female, let alone actually under 35. Um, it's been very difficult, but I have to actually put in 300% more than my male counterparts. And, and why is that, Sandy? It's because um, men generally, I would like to think that they look down on women. Soft-spoken, we were stilettos, and they think that uh, we can't do the hard work that they can do. Yes, with your stilettos, you can do the work, and even much more than them. So I've had to actually prove myself in the last three years as the executive director and also a shareholder, that I can bring in business, and even more than them. Um, it's been difficult, but you know what? If you believe in your, what you do, you'll find a way. And I think that women actually are good at what they do. Now, Stella, I'm going to move over to you. Sandy has made some really um, alarming remarks here in terms of um, her having, as a woman, just by virtue of being a woman, feeling like she has to put in 300% more effort into the way that she runs things in in business uh, just because she is a woman. And she was also harping on empowerment. Now, what is the situation like in Kenya? And what, what, what have your experiences been? Do you agree with the sentiments which she's just shared with us? I think what I would say is really, um, you know, obviously the need for we once we you got to know you want something and you got to go for it. So once you know that, then you know, obviously as a woman, then it means you know having to do what it takes, um, you know, to actually undertake the work. So yes, um, there may be times when you will have to, or there's a, you know, you'll have to actually do much more. But again. It might be an issue of the way we are socialized. Maybe we might not necessarily be um, out there in the evening for drinks uh, to to sort of make life easier, you know. In you know, or maybe at the golf club, at the you know, on a whole Saturday, the the whole day. So that's what maybe may make it a bit harder. Because if that 
uh, you've liars maybe on that matter with the, with the peer that you are dealing with or a client, then it makes things a bit easier. So I think from my perspective, I would say that it is important that we network more um, mm-hmm. as women. Then, you know, that way then the you know, the understanding will be there, the camaraderie, the collaboration will be there. Uh, but I think also in terms of if it is the technical work, a lot, uh, sometimes obviously it's very hard to delegate, but again, learning who who is on your team and who to delegate to and figuring out what do I want out of that delegation and you know, uh, guiding that process so that you get the results back that you you need. Uh, we have to. We have to. Otherwise, you know, you you know, it will be too much to say. You, you know, we have to put much more. So well, I think Stella, it's really understanding the team you are with, because everyone is different. Figuring out what makes them tick, and really trying to attack it from a different angle. That has been my experience. Now, Stella, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and the kind of business that you're in, and what has been your formula uh, for the successes which you've enjoyed? My essential, my company essentially is really a, a strategic advisory company um, that deals with uh, in the financial services industry. So areas of specialization has really been in the capital markets development, um, infrastructure, financing, as well as um, the area of uh, economic and strategic research and uh, policy analysis. That really has been the best of uh, of it, but in the financial sector space. Of course, given that it is very, very, uh, again, it is very male-dominated. Previously to this, I was heading the uh, equivalent of South Africa's FSB, but in Kenya it's called the Capital Markets Authority. And, of course, it was in the investment banking industry, again, very uh, male-dominated, but again... um, you know, if if you create a win, the formula for, for my success has been creating win-win partnerships. If you show that and show more of collaboration, then, you know, you get to bring more stakeholders on your table. There will always be some difficult ones, uh, but again, not shunning them away and not, again, expressing um, any heart or, or so, but just really, you know, getting away from the whole aspect of saying women are very emotional, so really being steady in terms of the emotions, in terms of decision-making, uh, and trying to be consistent. That has really been, um, you know, the formula. Well, we definitely have a, a, a very big variety of uh, business women here in, uh, joining us today on African Dialogue. Let me remind you, our listener, that you're more than welcome to interact with us as well. Maybe you're a woman and you are in the business sector as well in uh, terms of a different form of business and you want to interact with us. You may do so via Facebook and Twitter or you can SMS us to plus two seven eight two three. 325905 on Twitter our handle is at Africa one and you may use the hashtag African Dialogue so that we're able to access your thoughts. Now let me move to Joyce Agama. Joyce Agama as I said earlier on is a hairdresser who is originally from uh, Cameroon and she is now based here in South Africa. Now Joyce can you tell us a bit about your story and how you find yourself in the position that you're in and what the successes that you've enjoyed in terms of your hairdresser dressing business. Yeah, I would like to start by saying doing hair wasn't like something I really liked, but due to circumstances I had to engage myself into hairdo. And as a process of doing it while I left my country here in South Africa, I started doing hair. 
I see that as I do it, I started getting a passion and love for it because I came to realize that as a woman, you need to be creative in a certain tree. You need to do something that it can help you. It can just only help you, but it's going to help you, like lead you to help a lot of people. And I also discovered that doing hair, I came to be a diverse person. I came to realize that I learn a lot of characters. I learn a lot of different characters. And moreover, I see that it was also a, a, a greater means for me to survive. It was an easiest means for me to survive. Like in talking in terms of what I'm doing as a hairdresser, the gains I get, I can say that it, it, it helps me greatly because being a foreigner in another country, I could survive. I can pay for my bills. I can also afford for my studies. And moreover, I can also say that being this hairdresser, I can also like afford to send money back home for my family. So it's really very important to be a woman and you be you know to, you know something to do. You have a trade in you. You should be diverted, be a diverse somebody. So I really enjoy doing it. Now, uh, Joyce, in terms of uh, the business that you're doing, I mean, you've just explained to us how much it's been able to assist you in terms of the situation that you find yourself in. You were telling us earlier that you've been able to uh, provide for yourself and to even be able to send money back home. Now, what do you think it is that you are implementing which has actually made you successful in terms of doing something which you didn't even think you would probably be doing at this time? Okay, like... You know, in like hairdo, you need to you, you need to know how to do it because what is making me successful? Because I had a love for it and I know how to do it. I know how to interact with my customers. I know how to keep them and retain them. I know how to talk to them, even though you know customers they are kind of people that sometimes they, they can get irritated and talk so rudely to you. But you know how to face them. You know how to talk to them. So what is making me successful is that I welcome any challenges that. I face. I welcome them and I like keep on going. I keep on having the love for doing it. Well, that is Joyce Agama there. She is a hairdresser, which is based in South Africa, and she is originally from Cameroon. Today we are discussing all things women, and particularly women in business, and we're looking at different forms of business. And just earlier we were uh, citing, the ladies were citing some of the challenges which they have been faced with in terms of the business, uh, the businesses which they find themselves in. After the break, we're going to be delving deeper into our discussion here. We'll be having more discussions after this, don't go anywhere. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. Listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja. Nam, kwenye line ya simu, hivi sasa, najiunga moja kwa moja. Farafina. Farafina. Terre de soleil. Kia Makande Mvalelwa Kinamiria Está na companhia do serviço em língua portuguesa do canal África, a voz de renascença africana que transmite a partir dos seus estudos centrais de Auckland Park, cidade de Johannesburg, África do Sul. Sochitika Mu África. Informing the world about Africa. 
Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. And welcome back to African Dialogue here on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today, discussing with us around women in business, we've got Sandy Mbutuma, we've got Bukiki Tusehile, Stella Kilonzo, as well as Joyce Akama. These are the women who are joining us, just giving us a take on what they've experienced in terms of the business sector, where they are based from. Now, Stella, let me move to you. You are based in Kenya. Um, in Kenya, what is it that is, um, is, is, is specific to Kenya in terms of some of the strides with, which have been made in the business sector with regards to women and some of the challenges which you have cited earlier but are, are, are particular to Kenya? The greatest stride has really been a new constitution. In, um, our country is, going, is um, actually implementing a new constitution. Under that constitution, um, there is actually a, a prescription to have a third of the women in, in leadership in office. Of course, that was obviously in government positions and in what you call that evolved government situation where you have county government. So that was prescribed. And because of that, um, there's also been very much, a lot of sensitivity even in government appointments where there are parasitical heads. Um, there has been consideration to have women uh, on the on you know uh, to be there on the table interviewing and obviously uh, being given a chance. So from that perspective, we've seen more women uh, increasing in leadership positions, um, and that has been great. And because of that, again, we have seen. You know, recently our members of parliament, the women actually are saying, you know, they actually had a meeting to say how they could empower women in, in financial or access to credit. So that has also been very positive. In the area of business, we have seen, um, you know, more women taking up management roles uh, in all sectors, be they technology. Technology is very big in Kenya. Uh, we are sort of a technology hub um, and also uh, an innovator. So we've seen women taking up roles in management and in innovation and also in, in small medium enterprises as well as in large corporations, uh, for example, in the banking sector as well. So from that perspective, uh, that's great. The one thing that was uh, missing um, was actually women on listed companies' boards. Um, that was missing, and um, we only had, uh, until recently, we only had two women uh, serving as chairman of a listed company. But this has also, from last year, um, taken shape, and we've seen now more women getting appointed. Uh, I think that's something that's very dear to my heart. So more women now are serving on the boards of listed companies, and we have seen, I think, at least now the, the, the tally is at least four women serving as chairman of listed companies. Uh, I think that's what I would like to say yeah. for now. 
Well, thank you very much. That's Stella Kilonza there, if you have just tuned in. She's a businesswoman based in Nairobi, Kenya, and she was just giving us an account in terms of the strides which have been made in that part of the continent with regards to the advancement of women, particularly in the business sector. Now, Asis Buki, earlier Stella was talking about the importance of networking. Now, in Botswana, what have you, um, uh, uh, in terms of networking, how far are you, and in terms of the interest from young from the younger generation to get into the business sector, younger women. What what are the numbers there in Botswana? Thank you. Thank you again. Um, unfortunately, I do not have the statistics, uh, but just a, a cursory glimpse at the situation. I believe there is quite a, a big interest. There's a, quite a good number of young women getting into business. And yes, the, the environment has now become a lot more sensitive towards the empowerment of women so that women can be uh, included in the, in the business uh, sector. Uh, my sister from Kenya talks about um, you know, laws that have been put in place to include women, as well as the participation of women in decision-making that has also in Botswana helped to at least, uh, have some positive impact on women coming into business. There are uh, associations of women in business, the National uh, WIBA or Women in Business Botswana Association, working together with departments of, of, of government, the gender uh, the directorate or department that is also working hard to sensitize women to the need to engage in business. And there's also the fact that women now are holding positions of decision-making, make them more sensitive to drawing other women and sensitizing them to the opportunity that exists. But then has also recently adopted the economic diversification drive strategy, which seeks to diversify, as maybe you may know or listeners may be aware, but then has been really mostly a diamond-based economy. And so government has taken a deliberate action to ensure that there's diversification beyond diamonds and the beef industry. So in this uh, strategy, there is a deliberate, that I see, deliberate effort to try and woo and entice women into getting into business. Uh, Certainly there are still some challenges because certain systems and structures and even attitudes still need to be addressed in order for women to uh, benefit from these these efforts of government. And so that that is um, very critical. Uh, there's need for education, there's need for sensitization, and as I say, there are structures that have actually put themselves out to be able to draw women into uh, in, into business and to get them to be part of, uh, to, to participate in the economic development of the country. Well, that's Bugiki Tusekhile. She's a businesswoman in Botswana, and she was just giving us a sense of what the climate is like in that part of the continent with regards to business and women particularly. Now, Sandy, I want to move to you. You've won this award, this Young Achiever Award. First of all, I'd like to know what that actually uh, means for you, what it has translated to. And I'm sure that we do have some listeners, you know, who are also younger than 35 and who are still, you know, trying to strive towards a reach some of the of, of the uh, particular stages which you have already uh, reached at such a young age what we'd like to know what is it that has motivated you you know in terms of you were explaining that you have to work 
300% extra, you know, at work. What is it that keeps you going? And moreover, what does the actual award mean for you? Uh, the award to me it means that I have been recognized in the business environment that of uh, the achievement and uh, the hard work and the tenacity because it takes a lot to actually um, work hard. It also passion plays a, a critical role in actually the results. Um, what it means to me, the award, I look at it um, as this is, um, it's going to play an instrument as an instrument to young South Africans, whether you're from Eastern Cape, it doesn't matter where you're from, KZN, the dusty streets of Soweto, that you don't have to be from um, a, an advantaged background or went to better schools or whatever, but if you have it in you that, and believe in yourself that you can achieve anything in business, it's not for a selected few, it's not for male and or a certain race. You can be in Africa, there are so many opportunities in life, but if you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything that you want to achieve. Uh, secondly, I look at it as um, it will open doors for me, for business people to take me to take me seriously, and also other females in business that, geez, if she has achieved so much, maybe we can actually um, give other people a, an opportunity also to be actually businesswomen. No, that is Sandy Mbutuma, the Young Achiever Award, and of course a businesswoman uh, in her own right. The discussing women in business here all over the continent on African Dialogue. You may send us your comments on our Facebook page, which is Channel Africa, or on Twitter at Channel Africa One, and you may hashtag African Dialogue or SMS us to plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. I know that some of you do have some burning questions for these ladies. Do not miss because we don't have the luxury of time unfortunately sometimes you only see the questions afterwards but we are fortunately able to direct the questions to them and still get those pertinent answers for you we're just going to branch out into a short break and after this we're going to carry on with our discussion don't go away this is channel africa South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective, listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja informing the world about Africa. And this is African Dialogue here on Channel Africa. My name is Zikona Miso. Now, there's this myth, ladies. Um, um, it's, a, it's a statement which is often out there in terms of women in general, um, particularly now within the business sector. And I'm just throwing this question out there. Whoever feels like they uh, can answer it can maybe uh, sort of go for it. The question is, uh, there's always this thing that the biggest downfall for women in any sector, whether it be business, media, uh, entertainment, you name it, is that they're always looking down on uh, one another as women and this is something which most of the time is discussed ar- around men or, or, or people will say that men sort of have this uh, brotherhood I mean Usis uh, Buki earlier was telling us about you know these old boys clubs and there's a sort of support system which they have uh, sort of uh, had over the years now 
there is this thing that goes out there. I mean, it's even on Twitter that women don't support each other. They don't assist each other in terms of anything, in terms of the different sectors which they find themselves in. Now, how far true is this? And what have your experiences been of other women within the same sector as you in in the industry? Um, Whoever feels like they can go for it, Sandy? Women are very, it's very true what you're saying. And in the industry that I'm in, building, construction, property, um, there are very few women. It gets very lonely up there. So if you don't empower your sister or any female colleague that you have, you will stay alone there and men won't understand you. It helps you as well to empower um, graduates, trainees in your company so that you, you see their development and mentorship. I found mentorship actually to play a pivotal role in someone's uh, career. It expedites their progress and a better way to do that is to empower and encourage the ones that are actually insecure in their in their positions. Stella, have you experienced uh, any of this uh, this particular statement which is floating around? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's all, again, I keep talking about, you know, um, um, socialization. I think socialization for me is such a big issue um, because it's the one that will determine some of these attitudes. Um, I had the opportunity of, um, you know, going for my second degree, my master's degree in America, and I lived there for eight years. The women who supported me and are responsible for my career growth, I mean, the people who are, um, majority of them are women. So you can imagine, um, that has been my experience. And I found that there was that deliberate, um, you know, concern and mentorship. By, by the women who were in my circles. But on the other hand, I also reached out to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that perspective, they were very supportive. So in one way or another, um, in the Kenyan context or in the African context, um, I also hear that a lot. Um, and I, I, I hear that from very many people. But um, I always say from my experience, um, there were certain women who have been very instrumental and up to now they are, we are still, you know, very good and in touch. So I think it's really understanding that person whom you want to reach out to, to mentor you and to grow you. But if you're going to just sit there and think someone will just reach out to you and make sure you have access within the organization, that won't happen. Well, but Stella course, says it's important. One of the issues when I was see, uh, when in, in the organization is obviously dealing with some of the issues, being aware of it as a woman leader and trying to see how can you soften the ground for the other women. So if you're in leadership, of, of course, my what I've done is I have tried to meant, uh, to ensure that there are certain breaks, there are certain uh, sensitization so that the women are able to know that, you know, for example, in the social side, that, that uh, you know, maternity, all those things are taken care of insurance so that they can now focus on their work um, and really grow up in the ladder. And also if you identifying, I have been very conscious about identifying who do I want to mentor, who do I want to mm-hmm. reach out to. And I have gone out of my way to actually do that to certain women who I believe were on a fast track mm-hmm. um, up to today and, you know, trying to keep in touch with them and trying to see how I could open doors for them and, you know, grow them professionally. So Stella says it's very important to actually uh, reach out um, as as a person in terms of this very um, interesting question which is floating around. Um, was that you, Buki, who wanted to speak? Yes, yes you may go ahead. Say, yes, the Queen Bee Syndrome, they call it sometimes. 
that um, the women that have made it to the top usually like... Uh, wait, Bookie, I'm going to stop you there. What's a queen bee? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, explain that. Queen, the one that, you know, drives and looks down upon everybody else because you've made it up there. Okay. I, I find that it's over-exaggerated because you find that men can be very, very competitive. We know instances where men actually connive and scheme and, you know, go out to really get each other at each other's throats in competition. So whereas there might be elements of that, as it is indeed existing in all sorts sectors of society, uh, it is over-exaggerated, in my opinion. Uh, sometimes you find that women, as one of the other colleagues said earlier on, we have to work a hundred times more than uh, our counterparts, in, in, in our male counterparts in every sector. And so that leaves you very little time to be able to really seriously mentor and build other women up. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It does. But, hey, it exists also amongst the men. Well, and then women, we know the adage that you educate a woman or empower a woman or enrich a woman. You actually educate the whole society, the whole community. Women are very sensitive, natural, who... Uh, share. That's a natural instinct of femininity. You want to build others up. You want to share what you've got. You're sensitive to your workers. Uh, If their child is sick, you empathize. Again, this is like painting a whole group of people with one brush, but we're talking about generalities here. Yes, this is something that we must be conscious of as we, we grow in business and be sensitive to addressing it and, and building each other up. One of the things that I think as a parting shot maybe I could also share is that a, a partner and I, mm-hmm. a partner based in West Africa, we've decided that, you know what, in our experience struggling to become women investors, and investing is one of the sectors that really, really do change the wealth status of an individual. There's so much growth in Africa currently, and we feel that maybe women, again, are being marginalized, they don't have information, so we are setting up something where we are trying to assist women. Well, Sisbuki, we're going to make sure that we get more information around uh, that empowerment which you and your partner are venturing out into. We still have the different platforms. We've got our our webpage there, which is www.channelafrica.org. We'll get all that information. And, of course, we've got our fan page there on Facebook and our Twitter Twitter page, which is at Channel Africa 1. We'll disseminate the information. Unfortunately, for now, we don't have the luxury of time and our time is definitely up but thank you so much uh, ladies for joining me uh, today on African Dialogue to discuss and I think that even for people who are none the wiser around issues you know that are happening in the business sector or maybe people who thought that some things are not happening in the business sector will be that much more wiser with regards to exactly what is taking place there and thank you to you Sisbuki for that new term which we have learned Queen Bee (laughs) well thank you very much to Sandy uh, as well as Stella. Stella, thank you so much for joining us, um, as well as Joyce Akama. Joyce, thank you for also staying on the line and just assisting us and telling us exactly what things are like in the hairdressing industry. And of course, to Sis Bukikitusekile from Botswana. Thank you very much, ladies, for your time. We appreciate thank it. You for having You're us. most welcome. Thank, thank you. you. All thank right, you for then. Yeah. And well, with that, it's time for us to check our economics update.